Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business, and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. Started the idea. We had about six, seven months, and then I lost my job. And that's what caused Singles in the City to grow legs and become my full-time job. Hey, guys. It's Donnie here. And I just want to let you know that we've recently launched a content development company. And this company helps people get social content. You know you need to put out a lot of content nowadays to get engagement out there in all your social platforms. But we've come up with a really cool way to help you get videos, blog posts, memes, social posters, and infographics for you know, whatever social site you need. So check us out at successchamps.us and learn more about how you can get social content for your social media. Support for this podcast comes from Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund. Point Blank Safety Services does safety differently. We know everyone is on a journey and we want to make sure you get where you're going safely. Professional, trained, ready. There's really no comparison. Here's why hiring Point Blank Safety for your next project will make all the difference and save you huge amounts of stress and hassle. Point Blank Safety Services provides certified, uniformed police officers for a full suite of armed guard services. Don't leave the safety of your project to chance. If you're ready to make sure safety truly comes first for your next project, then visit us at pointblanksafety.com. You're listening to Donnie Success Champions, where I believe Everybody is on a journey. Life is all about the stories you can tell and teach later. You're going to hear the stories of people who have overcome hardships, failures, and life to find success along their journey. All right, guys, so this is going to be a fun one. Dom B, my buddy that runs Dom B's podcast, introduced me to Stephanie. She's got a really cool story, a little bit of tenacity, a little bit of overcoming the odds and still cranking it up. And with her company, Single in the City, and what she's doing all over the U.S., it's really, really cool, guys. Enjoy this one. Another fun episode. I'm really looking forward to this because my buddy Dom B with Dom B's podcast made this introduction. So I've been looking forward to doing this one. So I'm bringing you Miss Stephanie Johnson on here to walk us through her story and some of the things she's into. And she's into some pretty cool things. So Miss Stephanie, welcome to the show, my dear. Please share with us your story. Donnie B, thanks so much for having me. I am the proud owner and founder of singlesandthecity.com. And Singles in the City is a self-awareness community for single and dating and engaged professionals. So what's the point? The point is less divorces because you know who you are before you get married. Both people do. Therefore, we can rock out and just be happy together and continue living our dreams instead of, you know, having so many bumps and scrapes on the way about identity and who am I and what am I here for, you know, that people have in marriage. I, wouldn't, I think it's too late. So 
Nice. I'm all about I'm all about just just being proactive and living your best life while you're single, so that you are ready and whole to get married if you so choose. So you actually combined business networking with dating. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there it brilliant. is. No, it's Thank brilliant. You. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if that would have got me in more trouble or less when I was going <laughs> through the dating world. Luckily, most of my big career, I've been married through that journey, so I didn't have to worry about that side of things. Lucky you. I mean, in this day and age, I'm not sure I want to be a single guy. I don't you know, think you want to be either. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting. It yeah. really, really is. So tell us your story. How did you get into all of this? Because, you know, at three years old or in third grade, you know, when the teacher said, what the heck do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. There's no way in hell you said, I want to be single in the city, you know. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, growing up, I wanted to be, don't judge me, I want to be a cultural anthropologist. And before that, I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. And okay, I got college. Just, just help me out. I should know what this is, but what's an anthropologist? No, just just someone that studies culture and people. It's literally okay. like one of those right. jobs. Work at a museum. You have dreadlocks and glasses. Like, I don't think they make much money now. But anyway, <laughs> I love studying. I love culture and people, and that's what I wanted to do when I got to college. And then realized, oh snap! I should also attach Jewish studies to this because I think Jewish people are the most interesting people that ever walked. So I did all of that for like three years. Left Michigan State University. Got a job over in Israel. And I was working remote. I went over there uh, doing social media for a woman over in Israel, and it was wonderful. And then, this was 2010 by now, I had the random idea and thought, well, more so God, I'm, I'm a believer, and I believe God, Jesus, d designed my life to do different things, whether I will them or not. And me going to Dallas was like completely odd, never on my list. I, I thought I was going to go to New York and like try out Broadway. I mean, you're like 22. You can do whatever you want, right? Right. So I end up with the Dallas Cowboys instead. I moved to Texas to be a nanny for my aunt and her husband. I did that for about eight months and realized kids are just not my ministry when they're not mine. So I'm going to move forward, even though this, these are like my blood cousins, right? Like right. under, under, under nine years old, I've got a newborn. My aunt had a baby. I was like, I've got to get a job. So I start working in hospitality management, worked my way through the ranks, sales and marketing for Morton Steakhouse, loved my job. I just love helping people, hospitality, like the more money you spend, the happier I am, you know, that kind of thing. And I was working through hospitality, was now in HR at a, rest at a restaurant corporation, and I get laid off in 2015. Mind you, the year before was 2014, I had just started Singles in the City, and this is how this started. I'm in Dallas, I'm at my church, and I'm minding my business, just volunteering. I'm like, why, like, why are there so many whack single people here? Why isn't there like a like super cool version of like you know single people whether they believe in god or not just single people in the city like i have not found a group that's welcoming that's multicultural that's co-ed people are normal so i'm like i think i can do this and literally it started as a book club i'm like we'll just go on meetup.com and see who wants to read the same book we did and we maxed out this coffee house for like two years in a row and that's how singles in the city was was cultivated wait you started this as a book club yeah, Single City was a book club. We had like 15 people the first meeting, and every Monday night we would meet and get coffee and crepes and talk about a book and it'd be co-ed. And then people started like finding guys and guys start, and then we had three couples get married. One's getting, one just got married like a month ago. And yeah, that's kind of how it got going. So that was just like the fun part, right? Right. The following year is now 2015. Single City's doing great. We're having these over-the-top events. I'm happy. I had a boyfriend at the time. I was almost engaged myself for 
the second or third time anyway, I was on my way to this engagement and was stopped pretty much dead in my tracks because I was like, not even, I don't even know who I am. I, I, I don't know this person. He's absolutely the wrong person for me. And I'm the absolute wrong person for him. And this is all during the beginning of Singles in the City. So we're having happy hours, we're having fun, and I am going through this public breakup of this guy, which was fine. I don't do like overly dramatic. There was nothing bad. It's just we just weren't for each other. So that happened. Later on that year, I get laid off from my corporate job, in which I'm like, I know the entire city of Dallas. Like, I'm not even trying to be, you know, like, yeah, how am I not going to have a job in like a week? That's That's stupid. Yeah, it's been three years, no job. And that is when I decided to take Singles in the City, not my own decision. Let me let your listeners know, not my own decision. I was basically, I had nothing left and I had to make this work because everyone was telling me, this is amazing. You've got to market this. You've got to do this. And I'm like, I just want to go work for somebody else and get my check. Like, I'm not trying to make anything. Mogul is not, I come from entrepreneurs. My family's from Suriname, South America. I know what it is to do hard work and be an entrepreneur. I've seen it my entire life. I want my 401k. All right. <laughs> I'm not trying to live no girlbossdreams.com. I'm, I, was, I just really wasn't. And that was how this whole journey got started. So I can continue or you can ask me questions. No, I got a couple. I got a couple. Okay. So, okay. So first I want to back up just to the original meetup, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the, uh, an idea that you want to create an environment where people uh, or single, whatever, can hang out. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you thought of was a book club. <laughs> yes. I, I love to read books, okay? I'm a bookie, and I, I always thought, how much fun would it be to see if there were any other, like, intellectual people in the city that were single? That would be well, so fun. The only reason I say that is, you know, when you think of that single whole thing, you, you know, you think, okay, she's yeah. something in a bar, you know, yeah. and yeah. they can let their hair down. Yeah. No, you went book club coffee shop. I did. I did. And now that you're saying that, it does sound does sound a little off. Not even off, but just it sounds like an interesting ass way to, to do things. Yeah, we started off in, in the coffee shop, had well, wine, so it wasn't like I was holding back. Right. <laughs> well, you know, what I like about it is one is it's around a common theme, right, which is really cool. But two is they don't necessarily have a security blanket of over-the-top alcohol. They're not hiding behind the loud music and all exactly. of that. So, so conversations had to ensue, which is a really, really, really cool thing. Single and sober minded is like always my goal. Yeah. I mean, because, because a lot of bad decisions are made once alcohol is thrown in there. I mean, I think that's how I was completely created because my parents, no, I'm kidding. That's not true. (laughs) It's like, it it happens. No, but yeah. (laughs) So you run this for a couple of years. Now this whole time you're running this, you're working a full-time job. So no, that's where, that's what I was, that's what I was saying. I started the idea. We had about six, seven months and then I lost my job. And that's what caused Singles in the City to grow legs and become my full-time job over the so past three years. You, you you had the choice at that point to to say, screw it. I'm not going to run this thing. My whole world's crumbling down, and I'm going to throw in the towel and mm-hmm. go bag groceries at a grocery store. And instead, you used it as a fire. I used it as a fire. And if I'm 100% transparent, there were many days where – not even many days – Pretty much every my inbox has a has a folder of rejection letters from Indeed in different places that I've applied over the past three years because no one would hire me. I was either overly qualified or something weird would happen. But I Walmart, I mean, if you would think the gas station, Seven Eleven, everyone, no, I'm sorry, we decline your 
I think I've had like five interviews in the past three years because oh, wow. people are not even look at my resume. And I'm like, I've had resume people look, you know, so it was just like, this was something for me to go through. I couldn't get myself out of it. Singles in the City had to become a full-time business, corporation, community. You know, here's what I love about this. I believe that there's at least some sort of universal thing out there. And obviously the universe had made a decision that, that you're going to do this. Quit fighting me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. You know. So once I, once I surrendered and, and got in line, you know, and again, the surrender wasn't easy. I lost my, I lost my car. I had a really expensive car that I was driving. I had, you know, a beautiful granite, you know, cold, cold, cold apartment with expensive furniture that was taken from me. You know, I nearly declared bankruptcy like I had all these I had people from singles in the city bringing me groceries I mean it was like yeah I slept on couches I ubered literally to my own events up and you know until I had to get another vehicle so like really in all sense of the game we're homeless I mean no I, sir, no I mean I don't want to I don't want to be offensive to a homeless person that's like under a bridge but yeah losing my house displaced living on couches for sure me and my dog absolutely well, at least you kept the dog. I mean, I couldn't even. I was like, "Take me, Jesus! You can't, you can't take the dog, please." Like, I, I have nothing left but the dog and a pair of jeans, please. So he was, he was kind. He was kind. But yeah. That's three years ago that you lost your job in doing this rodeo of creating this business and moving forward with it. What's been the toughest things growing this thing? Because, you know, I know being a business owner myself for the last year, you know, it's all sunshine and rainbows and everything just magically works and happens and <laughs> millions of dollars fall out of the sky. The and sky. <laughs> the sky, sky, yes. What was it like really getting this thing going? My gosh, getting this thing going was, it was really difficult. Not difficult because the concept didn't work and didn't make sense. It's difficult because you are trying to, like, I'm a people person. I truly care about people and their well-being. It's not just a company where you're buying something and leaving. I actually want to see you through this process of becoming self-aware, marrying the right person, that's what you want to do, and just becoming the best version of yourself. So you're trying to sell all of that within an event. Or you're trying to sell all that with marketing for a Facebook ad. And there's really no way, you know what I'm saying? It has to be through a word of mouth or, and I, it took me like two years, my marketing guy, enough to kind of like figure that out. Like, this is just, we're not here to get the masses. We're here to get, you know, quality. Right. And and once I had to knock the numbers out of my head and say, it's not about numbers, it's about having 20 people in that event who are paying top dollar for this incredible information that's changing their life. And then it'd be multiplied next month. And that's that's how we've been rolling. And, of course, duplicating different cities, which has also been smart for us to do as well. Right. One, are you going to bring it to Fort Worth? Oh, you guys. You know, I've had some requests, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't get so okay. far from me. So, so, so for people who don't know, in, in Texas, is the Dallas-Fort Worth marketplace, right? Yeah. And everybody thinks we're like neighbors. And, yeah, we are if you don't mind an hour drive in between the two of us. Yeah. And, and, then, and then there's this one freeway called 360 that divides the entire Metroplex. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's like the Hatfields and McCoys over here, right? Yeah. Um, Dallas doesn't like Fort Worth. Fort Worth doesn't like Dallas. No. It's, it's Fort Worth is is slower paced. Good old boys. Dallas is is fast paced business. You know when I'm, you know when I'm driving up from Austin and I start seeing I forget I'm on 35 and I start seeing that those beautiful skyscrapers and Teslas. You know how excited I get. <laughs> okay, entering the land of milk and honey. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love Dallas. No shade. Fort Worth has a good downtown, good food, and it's spacious. I'll just say that. Yeah. 
different worlds, different worlds, different worlds, and and different different cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, if I always tell everybody, if you want to do business, go to Dallas. If you want to shake hands, go to Fort Worth. You know, Aww, but, you sweet. Know. So but yeah. But you're going through these experiences, getting small groups together, building them up, bringing them together, uh-huh. getting them offline and face-to-face, which means you're now taking on all the online dating sites and all those type of things. Uh-huh. How tough was that, knowing you're taking on the 500-pound gorillas? Actually, not that tough because, like I said before, I am only after people that are seeking truth and self-awareness, which is like – two percent of people that are online dating so i'm if you're not interested then you're just not interested in what i'm doing you understand what i'm saying right but i'm like the anti-online date girl too so (laughs) it's like either you 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 roll with it or you don't like there's no hard feelings i just it doesn't work for me you know what i'm saying right right um so i don't i don't even the way my mind works i don't even worry about things that are not in my sphere like i'm not trying to take online daters on you guys on a line date like knock yourself out hope it works if it doesn't then i'm here for you that's how i feel yeah. You know, what was the biggest hurdle to getting this thing to where it started generating enough revenue to where you were like, holy cow, this is going to work? My mental shift. My mental shift was, okay, so you lost everything. So where do you, mind you, my mental shift, I didn't have much time. It takes like two or three days. And I'm like, well, this is it. <laughs> I got a day to folk. <laughs> and then the next day I'm on Southwest.com. So I'm like, okay, we need to start multiplying this thing. Let me call my connection, start networking and start taking this thing around the country. And that's also what ended me up on reality TV, my hustle, you know, just, just hustling it out. And yeah. Wait, so the hard on reality TV, what show were you on? I was a little something very small, honestly, Lifetime it's called love at first flight in which i was paired with a total stranger through an la like matchmaker didn't know him from scratch met him in new york and traveled the country with him for six weeks and it was all filmed and at the end we had the decision to get married or like be friends and that was that so y'all just decided to be friends Decided just to be homies, you know, no point to tiny rings on tv you know what i mean <laughs> i need to do all that so but yeah now, is it a whole bunch of couples they were following around, or there were was it four, three or four couples? Okay, I think it was. Yeah, we were the yeah. I would say four couples total. Mm-hmm. Did Did anybody get married on this from the show? One couple kind of got married, not really, but it looked like they did. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> so it is reality TV. I I'm like it. I haven't I haven't talked to her. I forgot if I could say that or not. But yeah, kind of sort of, kind of okay. sort of. Yeah. All right, all right, that's funny. That's funny. So, but the mental shift is this is the hardest part. It was the hardest part for me. Uh, getting people on board is not hard when you you know you present yourself. You got that whole nine. But as the leader, as the founder, going out there and being like, okay, this is the this is what the next season looks like. Next six to eight months, I'm submitting to this. This is my new life. And once I got on board mentally, I pretty much became a robot. And here we are today. What do you mean by you came a robot? I mean, because a lot of people, when they wrap their head around trying to be a business owner, some people won't go into the adventure for fear of who they'll become. Mm-hmm. So explain that to us. When I say becoming a robot, I mean your mind is completely fixed on whatever it takes for this baby to be healthy, then the baby being your business or your vision. Like the baby is well taken care of. It means you're going to lose some friends. It's going to mean it's going to mean that you're going to lose sleep. It's going to mean that you may lose or gain weight. But this is your life. Like I said, I didn't have any options. I didn't have anybody writing checks. I didn't have my parents couldn't help me out financially. It was literally me, Jesus, Stephanie, and Zoe, my dog. And, you know, the, the three of us rocked out. 
because I turned my mind on and did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Integrity, of course, doesn't right. do anything crazy. Right, right, right. And here's what I love about this, because right now, right now, entrepreneur is a buzzword, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I keep telling everybody that entrepreneur is a new multi-level marketing because everybody believes that they can start their own business and be millionaires overnight and set their own hours and do whatever the oh, hell yeah. they want to. And, and the truth of the matter is it's the hardest damn job in the world. Because you're responsible for everything, and if you're not doing something, then you're doing nothing. I mean, your business goes away. You know, so good on you through the tenacity. I'm more curious how you kept your mind in check when you were going through the hard times of sleeping on couches and you lost your car, your apartment, and, Mm -hmm. you know, how did you keep your mental game on par? You know what's crazy? I'm a person, obviously, you probably can tell, I like to stay busy. Not just busy, but I love to be productive and proactive. When I lost my apartment, I was like, okay, well, clearly, God's looking out for me. I've got people that are willing to offer their couches and even had someone offer, like, their penthouse for me to stay in, you know, for free while they were in Europe. Like, so many miraculous things happened during this time of my life. And what really kept my mental game, like I said, I'm a believer in Jesus. It's literally scriptures. I believe in God. Like, the whole meditating with him in the morning, just keeping positive affirmations, like literally all over. My ex-boyfriend was like, oh my God, <laughs> like every mirror like had, you know, affirmations written out on my phone, faith boards, you know, vision board, like the whole nine. I just saw myself somewhere else. I saw myself getting on my feet. I saw myself on TV. I literally put these things on my pictures on my phone and it, and it happened. It happened. You know, so my peace literally comes from my relationship with Christ, because I don't even know how many people would not have become prostitutes or, you know, a killer or on drugs. I was like, okay, can you, you can go smoke a blunt and, and still be homeless tomorrow. You can go grab a drink and still be homeless tomorrow or, you know, just, just believe in the impossible and won't, you, you won't taint yourself, but you're, you know, you, it doesn't hurt to have faith. Right. And my faith definitely carried me through. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how many cities are you guys in now? Because you said you jumped on Southwest and found Oh, place. yes. <laughs> we are on five cities. Uh, Dallas is the home base. Austin's number two. Detroit's number three, where I'm from. Whoop, whoop. Number four is L.A. Number five is Chicago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you find, like, a director in that area that's running these things for you, or do you fly to them yourself? Stephanie flies all by herself. That's where I get my energy. That's where I'm like, woohoo, I'm at the airport again. This is great. Get a dog sitter. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely love flying and connecting with the people. And, you know, it's just, a, it's just a good, intimate setting. It's so, it's so awesome. I love it. So how are you going to scale this thing beyond you then? Because at some point you're going to hit capacity, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Honestly, I'm still, I'm still working on that. I'm still, I'm still working on the mental shift slash release when my life shifts again. I'm my marketing guy who is like, we should just get married because he knows everything about single city in my, in, in my life. But he's like, what are we going to do? You know, like when, when, when things, What's his you name? know, should I say his name? I will not say his name. <laughs> I was fixing to call him out. I'm like, dude, get a ring. He's going to, he's going to hear this. No, no, he's, he's awesome. It's not like that. He's, he's no, fantastic. Dude. Just it, might, might I add, it's so important that I didn't realize this, just being someone that's super independent, how important it is when you're doing a business by yourself, just have some sort of business confidant. Like I didn't even know I needed what he could provide. It wasn't on a resume. We didn't meet for business. Like it was, he has literally carried so much just emotional weight, I would say, 
for me, you know, doing this business. And for that, I'm just like, I'm just great, grateful for you. You know what I mean? So, right, right. Well, I think it's a key point because as I've gone through my business, one of the surprising things has been the people who still reach out, the ones who don't, and then the the three or four guys that have stepped up to be those confidants. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I remember the first time my show hit the top 200. You know, oh, I wow. called these guys up, and you know, the first words out of their mouth were, "Don't forget where the hell you came from." Yeah. You know, it was that right hook. You know, humbleness, and I needed it. My ego was getting in the way. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, so you got to have those things in your life. And, you know, a, a lot of times people think their family is going to be the one that's going to be that that person. And, and a, a lot of times your family can't because they haven't been through it. They're not running their own business, right? Absolutely. They, you know, they can't wrap their head around the things that you're going through. So it's very hard to, for them to relate. And they'll make assumptions based off of, inexperienced that's not saying they're doing anything that no yeah yeah. but yeah you just can't but luckily my parents are entrepreneurs they have been very helpful in keeping this a very reminding me to stay sober grounded with how i plan events and how i do things like that i used to be like happy hour every week woohoo and they're like (laughs) is that really helping people so now we've you know we've we're able to alter and all that but having having just the marketing consultant and slash bestie is just like fantastic so yeah <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. For sure. So where's all this taking you? You you've had a hell of a ride. You've overcome, you know, a rough spat in your life mm-hmm. and lost a job, lost a boyfriend slash fiance, had a company yeah. that wasn't thriving just yet, kicked it in the high gear and now it's taken off and you're seeing some great success. Mm-hmm. Somewhere a reality TV show popped in the middle of it. Which I'm going to make fun of you for the rest of your life because you jumped <laughs> on the show. <laughs> you can do it and laugh. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a good time with that. <laughs> oh, um, funny. But now you're kind of girl on fire blowing this whole thing up. What, I mean, mm-hmm. Where's this all going to take you? You know what? My my goal has always been to be in every city <laughs> in the world. I would say where there's a Starbucks, there should be things in the city. As long as there are single people walking around the planet, I just feel like I can convince every single person to become self-aware and to look within themselves and, and find out what's going on and fix it before passing just dysfunctional dating habits off to someone else. That's just something I'm super passionate about. And again, it can't can't be sold in a store. I'm not really looking for it to be sold in a store. I'm just looking to touch lives individually. So. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's the main purpose. Yeah, I love it. So how do people find you? You know, if they want you to come to their city and start this up or on that, is international travel out of the question for you? Absolutely not. I was trying to be slightly humble. No, but I said every city in the world. So no, international is absolutely not out of the question. (laughs) Let's go. Let's let's go. How do people get in touch with you? People can get in touch with me at our website, www.singlesandthecity.com. Also, our Instagram is lit. Instagram, that's at Singles in the City. And my personal Instagram, which is, has really not much on there but a couple quotes, but it's oh so Stephanie. And my name is spelled, I'm sure you're, you'll put the spelling we'll correctly. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll but yeah, website for sure. Website and sign up. And we have this incredible app that we partner with called Shaper. And you download, and I'm all about, I'm not about the online dating, but I'm about networking. If something magical happens, then congratulations. 
And this app that we partner with is just fantastic for that. So Shaper apps on our website as well, free download on the iTunes store. So, oh, one more thing. I do a podcast too. I'm only like two months in, so I kind of (laughs) haven't recorded in like a week. (laughs) Forgive me. But the Singles in the City podcast hosted by myself every Monday, eight to 10 minute little fireballs of inspiration about making good decisions. It's just positive and fantastic. So they can find you in all your sites, they can connect, they can reach out, even possibly talk you into starting their own chapter in their city and where they Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a part of the master plan as well. Yes. People having their own chapters and affiliates and all that. And again, that's something my beloved marketing person works on for me. So I don't have to think too much and stress myself out. No, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's awesome. So here's how I like to wrap up all the shows, okay? Okay. And I do stump some people with this, so so be ready. Let's go. All right. So if you were going to leave my audience with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a slogan, maybe a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially if they're going through that hard time in their life where they're hitting their low point and they're struggling with, you know, how do they keep going? How do they keep moving forward? What would be that quote or phrase or saying that you would say, remember this? So good. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> this is my favorite and my most current. I would leave you guys with the quote. You grow in, you no longer need the affirmation of people to remain faithful to the call of God for your life. And mm-hmm. I think that sums it up. You have to stay focused on where your plan is and you can't wait for people to affirm you. Your company may not be affirmed by, you know, billions of people. A hundred people may not like it, but if you're changing the lives of five or 10 or whatever that is, and you know that you're doing what you, what you need to be doing, that is what success is. Don't be, you know, dismayed by social media and fake entrepreneurships and this and that, like stay focused in your lane. That's the biggest thing. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on and doing this and letting us into your world a little bit. There's power in sharing that story, girl. So It is, Donnie. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Keep doing your thing and keep blowing it up, and I'm excited to see how big this thing actually goes. Thank you so much. for listening to Donnie's Success Champions podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our current guest today, or if you'd like to hear stories from our other guests on the show, come hang out with us on our website at successchampspodcast.com. I really appreciate you tuning in. If you need to reach out to me for any reason, you can catch me at Donnie at DonnieBovine.com. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, 
go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success because that's what it means to be a success champion.